Welcome to GradCast. I'm Callum. I'm Krishna. All the do's and don'ts of being a grad. This time on GradCast... The APS of the future is not the stereotypical APS that you've come to know and potentially, you know, have a bit of a joke about at our expense over a beer or a wine. The candidate only has to apply once and then they can be considered by 20 or 30 different agencies off the one application and the one assessment. The beauty of it is it's all coming in under one banner. The Australian Government Career Pathways, so our listeners can go to APS Jobs or just Google APS Career Pathways and it will all come up in one repository of information. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Gradcast. You are joined by Callum and myself. And as usual, you know me, I am Krishna. Um, well, spring is in the air in Canberra and there's lots of exciting things happening. We're finally getting rid of the winter. Um, the trees are in bloom and um, Canberra is finally, um, you know, taking its time to shine with the Florida Festival coming up as well. So lots of exciting things going on. Today's topic is also kind of about the changing of seasons, but more so in an APS context of how APS is changing and evolving. Um, lots of buzzwords um, graduates might be hearing during the grad year, like one APS, building resilience, breaking down of silos, and more such things. And today's episode is going to talk about all of those and how the APS is coming together to make the application process for graduates easier and easier in the coming years. So Callum, you are now in your final rotation. Congratulations. What is your rotation at the moment and um, how are you going? Give us, give us an update of your life as a grad. Yeah, thanks, Krishna. It's great to be here. Uh, welcome to our listeners as well. Uh, so that's right. I am in my third rotation, not necessarily final. We'll see how what happens at the end of the program. But um, yes, yeah, so have just started in the employer services team at CSC. Um, and something I'm really excited about in that team is just the opportunity to work with um, APS and also ADF employers. Um, yeah, have been doing some sort of or going along and looking at some presentations, working with the APS and helping them with their super and sort of different super needs. So that's been exciting, um, but also really looking forward to this episode. And as Krishna mentioned before, um, yeah, we've been having lots of great questions coming in. And some of these questions have been really specific and thought it would be really useful for this episode to bring in a subject matter expert uh, to really uh, give us some detailed and very thought through answers to some of these questions. Christian, would you like to introduce our guest? Yes, absolutely. So we are being joined today by Craig Smith from the Australian Public Service Commission um, or the APSC, as many of you seasoned grads now are well familiar with, a lot of acronyms. And Craig will be giving us the deep dive into everything new and innovative that is happening in the public service and how there is a new platform that is being developed and how he is heading it to make the entire graduate application process absolutely seamless. And Krishna and Craig recorded an interview earlier, so we're going to listen to that now. Very excited. Okay, let's get into it. It's another special episode and this episode is special 
Um, not because, obviously, as usual, we have an extremely knowledgeable guest with us in our studio today, but it's special because all of the questions I'll be asking my guest have been sent in by you. So on behalf of the Gradcast team, thank you so much for sending in these amazing questions because they're going to help um, a lot of other grads who will be listening to our podcast as well. Our guest today is Craig Smith. Craig Smith is an assistant director with the Australian Government Career Pathways in the Australian Public Service Commission. Craig has been part of the Australian Public Service Commission for one year now and has been working in the entry-level and graduate programs team since 2018. So, Craig, welcome to GradCast. And thank you you so much for being here today. Really happy to be here. Thank you. Great. So, I've obviously... Um, shared with our listeners um, a little bit about you, but um, just to set the scene a little bit better, would you like to start by sharing um, just a little bit about yourself and your extended experience? Yep, absolutely. So as as mentioned, my name's Craig. Um, I've been in the APS uh, overall for 21 years now. Um, I spent the majority of that in the Department of Defence, but I felt like I had probably five or six careers within that time uh, that I was in defence. That's one of the um, great things about the public service and the departments that uh, hopefully a lot of our listeners will work in is the the opportunities and the diversity of opportunities. Fantastic. I've worked in personal security, HR, recruitment, uh, workplace relations, uh, and then some HR business partnering, which was fantastic, but then uh, was really happy to get back to recruitment and the entry-level space and and work with the next generations of talent that are coming through. Sounds really good. And I think I hear this from so many of our guests that you can be in the public service for years and years, but you can still have a career change and there's so many pathways and options. And I guess you can speak to that in my next question on um, what is the sort of objective behind these grad programs that the government now offers and what is the intent behind them and essentially how is a grad going to benefit from entering the public service in these grad programs and maybe going for a private grad program elsewhere? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll step it back a little bit. I think it's it's fair to say that graduate programs in the APS have been around for a, a fairly long period of time. But what I'd really like to focus on today is our um, consolidated approach to graduate programs and graduate marketing and recruitment in the APS. So in 2017, and if you've got a pen and paper handy, this is a good one to write down, uh, write down the Thody Review. So a very smart gentleman by the name of David Thody led a team of um, very clever people um, to basically review the public service and provide a set of recommendations as to how we how the APS can best meet the future needs of the Australian community. And one of the key recommendations that came out of that is uh, where we're at today and the journey that we've been on for the last few years is to um, streamline and and make our marketing and attraction and management of uh, entry-level talent in particular uh, more streamlined, uh, more efficient for government, but also far more efficient and... um, uh, user-friendly for our candidates coming into the APS. Mm, I love that because so many of the words you said would never be linked to the public service or the government, like efficient, streamlined, fast, fresh. Yeah. And I think that's really positive and it's clearly it's good because you're attracting the younger talent um, yeah. who you obviously want. Look, brand uplift is a big part of my job yeah. and enhancing our brand recognition. The APS of the future is not 
the stereotypical APS that you've come to know and potentially, you know, have a bit of a joke about at our expense over a beer or a wine. Um, it's very, very different. And I, there's some stuff that I think we can touch on later in the chat about how the public service can respond and support the Australian community um, when, the com- when the community needs. Yeah, great. Thank you for that. Um, I've got a question from one of our listeners. How or where can I apply for the APS graduate program? Is it department-based and is there a central place or multiple places where I can apply to be accepted to the program and the department of my choice? So the way I'll answer that is not very helpful to start off with. I'm just going to say yes to everything there. Okay, great. So yes, there is a central place to apply and yes, they are department-based. Yeah. So what we've done is we've focused on the upfront components of um, marketing, marketing, attraction, uh, talent attraction, and then the recruitment and the assessment of graduates. So that's where the Australian Government Graduate Program was has evolved to, and that's that's the name of the graduate program now. And what that represents is a consolidated approach to the marketing, recruitment and assessment of graduates. So when we were first formulating how to best go about this, uh, particularly following the review from um, the 30 review and the recommendations, the, um, the way we approach it now is we looked at what graduates were experiencing, what candidates were experiencing, and essentially it was um, opportunity overload in a sense. APS agencies were approaching the one market, graduates and other entry-level pathway talent, but uh, doing it individually. Mm. Um, so essentially, you know, you could have 50, 60, maybe 70 government agencies across the APS running individual graduate programs, but these agencies are tapping into the market individually, um, essentially diluting the government brand, the APS brand. So what we do now and the way we've approached it is we've structured the graduate program into capability streams. So at the moment we have seven capability streams. We then, we will have more coming online next year. Uh, And I can go into a bit more detail about those uh, later on. But essentially a candidate can apply once. So if we've got a HR or a data graduate, for example, I'll I'll focus on a data graduate. It's an important stream for the APS of the future. A data graduate through the program that is led by the Australian Bureau of Statistics on behalf of the rest of the APS, they run a consolidated recruitment process that all of the uh, agencies across the APS that need a data graduate participate in. But the candidate only has to apply once and then they can be considered by 20 or 30 different agencies off the one application and the one assessment. And that's right across the board. That's the, the structure right across our pathways. So you've got our data, as I mentioned, uh, capabilities in digital, HR, economics, STEM. Uh, we've got a generalist stream, which is really a big catch-all. Um, and then we've also got a fantastic pathway that's an affirmative measures program focused on our Indigenous graduates coming out of the university sector. And then next year, which is really exciting and really subject to a lot of demand over the last few years, we've got a legal stream coming online uh, that's going to be led by the Attorney General's Department. And then we've also got an accounting and finance stream coming online, which is really reflective of some of the needs of the future of the public service, which is managing big budgets, big projects, big money. We need those core skills coming through. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds so great because when I had applied for a grad program during my time, like you said, 
15 different platforms, different application processes, different psychometric assessments, multiple grad um, interviews. So this oh, is definitely And try and fit that into your yeah. penultimate year of university. Right. You're That's trying to right. knock out your exams, yeah. your studies. Yeah. Um, I mean, we recognise that I think we did some we did some research. I was lucky enough to be on the task force just prior to the stand up at the the, uh, the AGGP. So I'll slip in one acronym: the AGGP. It's the Australian Government Graduate Program. And we recognise that candidates or graduates in particular, uh, and I'd love to talk about the other pathways that are available for cadets yeah. and apprentices, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. But for graduates in particular, because that's our essentially our pilot program. That's our flagship model. Um, Ten to fifteen. Yep. application processes was the average right. and you sound like you're talking from experience there and who wants to go through 10 to 15 assessment processes That's right. and cognitive you, tests you kind of i feel drop in the quality of each application you submit because sometimes the questions that are asked also overlap or there's just a slight tweak well you flip that around too and i've been on assessment panels where you can tell a candidate is application weary Mm. They're at the point where they're copying and pasting, mm. putting it through. I've read HR applications that were so clearly cool. something for STEM, right. but just someone's burning the midnight oil mm. and they've just submitted the wrong copy. Yeah. So, And that's that's on us, not the, not the candidate. It's on the APS as an employer. And we want to be that employer of choice for graduates coming out of university. Uh, we feel like we've got so much to offer. We feel like we're far better place to work, much kinder to our candidates and to our graduates on the pathways than the private sector. Our conditions of service are, are far better in my view and I can speak from experience. I've um, raised families, I've uh, managed staff, I've you know, worked in the, uh, my entire career in the public service so I can speak to how good the conditions of service are and how good these supported pathways are for graduates and apprentices, cadets, career starters, all sorts. Lovely. So now I think I've got you in this zone where, you know, I don't want you to sort of lose your train of thought. So did, you, did you want to expand um, on some of the streams that you were talking about and maybe just explain what these streams are? And yep. also you've already mentioned like the legal stream and yep. I think the finance stream, but are there any other sort of industries or streams you see popping up in the next five to six years? Yeah, look, absolutely. Um, I might just step back, give it a bit more of an overarching yeah. view and then dovetail off from there. So as I said, the AGGP, the graduate focus was our flagship model. That's where we started with this consolidated approach to entry-level recruitment. Then from there, we've um, now this year in particular, we've expanded that to a brand that we call the Career Pathways, the APS Career Pathways, Australian Government Career Pathways, to be 100% correct. And within that Career Pathways banner, we're now approaching all entry-level recruitment, recruitment and uh, talent acquisition across the APS, and we're bringing it all in under one banner. One employee value proposition, uh, multiple pathways. Um, doesn't matter what stage of life you're at. You could be coming out of year 12 just like I was, and you're like, what on earth am I going to do? Now, when I came out of school, and I think I drove a forklift for a couple of years trying to figure out what to do, I didn't have access to... Um, I didn't go to university up front, so whilst graduate programs were certainly around back then, um, I came in via an APS1 one-month contract and just the, my career unfolded from there. But nowadays, uh, someone could step out of year 12 and there are 
our career starter program, for example, coming in at a, at a lower level, generalist skill focus, but it's a supported pathway. Rotations around the department, program management support, additional oversight, additional support to get you off and running with your career. We've got HR school leaver programs for those that are have stepped through perhaps some initial stages of their career and, and are ready to take that next step. We've got apprentice programs. Um, we've got a whole of government apprentice program being led by by the Department of Education. We've got an apprentice program. We've just taken steps to consolidate the Indigenous apprentice programs. It's being led by Services Australia from next year. Uh, that's really exciting. So Indigenous candidates who perhaps are not focused on tertiary studies will still have an amazing opportunity to come in via a supported pathway uh, with multiple opportunities across the APS. That sounds amazing. Mm. Lots of progress happening. And but it, the beauty yeah. of it is it's all coming in under one banner. The Australian Government Career Pathways, so our listeners can go to APS Jobs or just Google APS Career Pathways and it will all come up in one repository of information. And you can link off to our socials, to agency-specific websites, you can... Anything you need to know, it's all hubbed together. So rather than a candidate scratching their head going, what on earth does an APS career look like? Um, and it's not just uh, limited to our younger generation either. We've got supported pathways for uh, current APS employees or people in private sector who are looking to transition their skills across. Um, mid-career change, we call that. We've also got a really exciting program that Department of Veterans Affairs is working on, and that's specifically supporting uh, ADF veterans to transition into public service careers, but again, via a supported pathway. Sets them up for success a lot for all of our listeners to think about. Yep. And I think what I love from having having worked in the public service is, is that having all of these agencies come together under one banner also yep. takes away a lot of the silos that existed previously, as you mentioned. But also during my time in the service, there was a lot of um, certain images that different departments had as being more heavily funded or supported in certain departments which were smaller or maybe lesser funded Um, but having them all together you know that you're working for a common goal which is the public service and helping the government and the the citizens and then that's what it's about so I think that's a really good. um, You've absolutely touched on two key points there if I could just draw out the word siloed. The APS of the future and what the government expects, expects of the public service moving forward is no silos. Um, I've, I've got a really good example of where um, the APS came together to respond to a national crisis. It was global, uh, COVID. But um, the Australian community needed urgent support, urgent processing of payments, urgent assessments, urgent phone calls answered. You know, the, the nation was in crisis. So what the government needed from its public service, linked with all of the other responses that the government coordinated, was a consolidated approach Um not siloed, not, you know, Joe Bloggs from industry or Joe, Jane Doe from Services Australia. So what happened is they coordinated over 2,000 APS employees, and I'm talking from entry-level employees. Uh, the graduate program at Defence that I was managing at the time, we sent over 50 graduates on their grad year to Services Australia, um, and that culminated in over 2,000 APS staff housed at Services Australia, trained on the fly, crash course in frontline services, right up, I I saw SES, senior executive service level people, mixed in with APS 2, 3, entry level personnel, all working together on a common goal. 
So that was an example of where the siloed approach and the siloed effects, you know. So these are the secondments that you're referring to? Essentially, yes. Yeah. Yep. And it was an amazing um, experience. Um, and I've spoken to many people who participated in that and um, it's benefited them greatly, you know. And it was obviously a, a great benefit to the APS as well. But uh, that's now minimum standard. That's now what government and I think the Australian community expects of its public service. Uh, flexibility, adaptability. And there's another key recommendation that came out of that 30 review that I uh, mentioned earlier. And that's cultural reform. And you summed it up um, in some different words. But what we're striving for is a one APS culture. And our approach to marketing, attracting uh, and retaining entry-level talent is all via these consolidated approaches. So the aim is that the, the next generation of talent that comes in is coming in via uh, a one APS approach, and then is in looking to we're looking to them to embed a one APS culture, change the culture from the ground up. So you already sort of touched on who can also apply and the variety of programs yes. that now exist under one the one APS sort of banner. Um, but can you share some maybe tips or pointers you have on how graduates can possibly go about picking the best yeah. program for them? Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is something we put a lot of focus into. Um, we want graduates to, to make informed choices. So throughout our marketing process, we will ensure that all of the participating agencies, we're putting everybody front and centre. So whilst we're approaching the market in a consolidated fashion, the, the fact remains that whilst you'll come in and be assessed and apply and all of that's via a, a consolidated approach, you still will work in an individual agency on an agency program. So by default, that's going to have, you know, um, nuances, differences, you know, different focus. Yeah. Different focus means different ways of working, different technology, different structures, everything. So we, uh, all throughout the year, we will start the year with our marketing campaign, usually around from February onwards for graduates in particular. Um, so all of our social channels, continuous update of information via the Career Pathways portal. We're very closely connected with uh, Grad Australia and Grad Connection, which are really good platforms for uh, graduates in particular to, to source information on not just the APS, but obviously everywhere, but I want them to pick the APS. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're closely linked with the, uh, the majority of universities across the country. We, we um, maintain really good relationships with the career advisors, etc. So at every turn you can find information about the programs that are available and then through those central portals, particularly the APS Career Pathways portal on APS Jobs, that will then link you off to individual agency websites. We do provide snapshots of what the program looks like, the rotations, the times, the salary, conditions of service, etc. cetera. Uh, if you really want to get in the nitty gritty, you can get right into enterprise agreements, etc. Everything's publicly available, public facing uh, on any agency. But then as you work through the assessment process, you'll have continuous access to representatives from agencies uh, who'll be more than happy to to sell their wares, uh, to you know, yeah, give candidates as much information as they're needing to make an informed decision. But then, for those that um, do well and get through to the um, uh, merit pool stage, uh, deemed successful candidates, um, there's some really good um, 
ways that they approached it this year, there was uh, a few of the lead streams, the, the agencies that lead the consolidated stream recruitment, they organised big speed dating sessions. So you'd have representatives from 20 or 30 different agencies and you'd have a few minutes with each and it literally was speed dating. Um, but then a couple of other agencies took the step to um, coordinate pre-recorded uh, videos from agency representatives and they were made available over a, uh, a YouTube link uh, for candidates to take away. We found that worked really, really well. Candidates could take those links back, chat with family, friends, uh, close contacts, etc. whoever they talk to about big life decisions. Yeah, and that's so great for because often moving cities is such a big decision. Absolutely. And, and it's so good to see that the government is recognising that this is like an 18-year-old fresh out of uni probably uprooting their life and moving in most cases, to Canberra. Yep. Um, so that's great. And I'm having a bit of FOMO because I wish I had a speed, like, dating career thing two years ago when I started. But, yeah, yep. I had to go the harder way and apply individually to each program. Wow, what an interesting conversation. But the conversation doesn't finish here. This is GradCast. I am Krishna and I was in conversation with Craig Smith and this is just part one of the conversation. So keep listening and stay tuned for part two, which we'll be releasing very soon. You can listen to part two just like you've listened to part one on Gradcast Podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform. So see you soon for part two. Bye.